All right, our girl Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was acting like such a good little authoritarian this weekend. Who's a good little dictator? You are! The protest in Venezuela must have really inspired her. Look at how valiant Maduro is standing his ground, refusing to give up power. What an example for the people of Venezuela. I mean, it's frightening that this woman is emerging as a leader in the Democratic Party. She's not even actually a Democrat, really. She's just a socialist, just like Maduro. And her socialist Green New Deal is scarily the litmus test for 2020 candidates in the Democrat Party. It is a litmus test for those vying for the highest office in the land. Now, it is important to remember, socialists never come to power by saying, you know what, you're going to starve, we're going to take all your money, there's going to be protests in the street, it's going to be great. Protests in the street for days if I come to power. No, they come to power by sounding like Alejandria Ocasio-Cortez, promising all this good stuff, don't worry how to pay for it, is the morally right thing to do. She loves to say moral obligation. Everything dictators do is morally right, and I'm the one who's going to make it happen for you. They pedal gobbledygook. They say, we're headed towards disaster, but I'm here to save it. Just give me all your money, and I will make sure you are safe. And people love them until it is too late, until the country crumbles and is in turmoil. Well, we're never going to let that happen here in the United States. And the first step to stopping it is discrediting every single one of her BS arguments. They don't even make any sense. But we're going to expose them for you so you can see it for the nonsense that it is. So we've got, we've got our little budding dictator, little Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who wants to make America socialist, and she's all upset that the president said that would never happen. Unfortunately, parts of the country are closer to socialism than others. I mean, just look at, look at California, where they tax people more than anywhere else in the nation, and yet they still have the lowest quality of life out of all 50 states. Because, I mean, that's what socialism does. And we've got Bill Maher out there saying Trump's America is just jealous of places like California and New York. Those poor, ignorant rednecks in Trump's America only wish they could live like we do on the coast. But before we get to him, first, a message from our sponsor. It is possible that you may have recently been exposed to title fraud because there was just a major breach that could cost you your home. If you've got a mortgage, refi, or HELOC through a major bank, it would put you at risk of losing every single dollar of equity you have in your home and even losing your home itself. Scammers, they can get everything they need to steal your home's title. They take your name, take your address, and then they forge your signature as the seller, and then they refile your home under a new name. And then they stick you with the payments. They take out loans in your name. You get stuck with the payments, but Home Title Lock protects you from this. Your bank doesn't protect you, insurance doesn't protect you, identity theft protection doesn't. But Home Title Lock does for just pennies a day. First, go check to see if you are a victim of this data breach. Visit HomeTitleLock.com and register for your free title scan and report. $100 value, they're doing it for free with sign-up. Visit HomeTitleLock.com, that's HomeTitleLock.com, HomeTitleLock.com. All right, by the way, speaking of Hollywood nuts, do you guys watch the Oscars by any chance? Just curious because I did not. My time is a little too valuable to watch grown men in ball gowns lecture the American people on why we're all bigots because of something I, they heard on Bravo. 
I can barely take the lecturing from Comrade Cortez, who's all up on this climate change nonsense. Climate change, which is just about as fake as the Jesse Smollett attack. It's a lie pushed by globalists who want to take your money. And they always say there's going to be a huge disaster and the world is coming to an end if we don't get all of your money immediately. I can remember, according to Al Gore, the world was supposed to end three years ago. And yet here I am still running my mouth. They always have some disaster scenario. Remember, remember the, the ozone hole. Whatever happened to the ozone hole? Hole in the ozone. They told us there's this big, giant hole in the sky. And if you continue to spray your hair, you're only going to make it bigger. And then the aliens are going to come down through the ozone hole and adopt your children. Or something crazy like that. My point is they always have these horrific stories. And none of them ever come true. It's a ruse. It's a ruse to take your money and grow government. It is a ruse. It is a deceptive plan to implement socialism right before your very eyes. It's one of the oldest tricks in the Democrats' book, and Ocasio-Cortez is just the latest and the most extreme. Our planet is going to make disaster if we don't turn the ship around. And so it's basically like there's scientific consensus that the lives of children are going to be very difficult. And it does lead, I think, young people to have a legitimate question, you know, should is it okay to still have children? And I mean, not just financially, because people are graduating with twenty, thirty, a hundred thousand dollars worth of student loan debt, and so they can't even afford to have kids in a house. But also, just this basic moral question: like, what do we do? There she is again with that moral thing. Keep an eye out for that, because that's what that's what they do. Because once it's framed as a moral thing. You can't argue with it. So she's going to use the term moral a lot. Keep an eye out for it. But, I mean, don't have children. Well, we may just be skipping right over socialism and going straight to communism with this one. I mean, what are we going to get? A one-child policy from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Ask the Chinese how that worked out for them. I mean, already in this country, Americans are not making enough babies to replace ourselves. Global warming is a scientific consensus. Asking a large number of scientists for their opinion is not the same as scientific facts. You know, what, you know what they do? They have a conclusion. Liberals have a conclusion on global warming that the world is coming to an end because of all the terrible things humans do, like drive their kids to school and take planes. And then they fit whatever scientific data emerges to fit their conclusion. So when the data showed that the globe was getting a bit warmer, they said, oh, it's global warming. But then when it started to cool down, they said, oh, well, we're going to call it climate change. And then when he call it climate change, whatever happens, we can say, see, I told you the climate's a changing. When we have hurricanes, they can say, well, that's a, that's a part of it, too. Earthquakes might be a part of it, too. Who knows? And then when the glaciers melt, they say, oh, that's a part of it. But then when it turns out that 90 percent of the world's glaciers are actually growing, they say, well, that's what, that's what we meant. It's all climate change because they already have a conclusion, which is the exact opposite of how science is supposed to work. Science, you're supposed to use the evidence to inform your hypothesis, not the other way around. But everything that happens, they twist to explain how it's part of this terrible climate change scenario. And really, the only thing they've been able to determine is that climate changes, which, of course, man has known since the beginning of time. I remember that, that whole Ice Age thing. But facts do not matter to dictators. They don't. And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is sounding more and more like a dictator each day.
So people are like, oh, it's unrealistic. Oh, it's vague. Oh, it doesn't address this little minute thing. And I'm like, you try. <laughs> you do it. Right. Because you're not. Because you're not. So until you do it, I'm the boss. That's how right. about that? That's right. I mean, of course, that's how the founders envisioned it. Introduce an awful piece of legislation, and if people do nothing but criticize it, then you apparently get to assume dictatorial powers and be the boss of everyone and implement your evil scheme. I mean, we know this woman doesn't know how this government works. I mean, she thinks there are three chambers of government. What was it? The House, the Senate, the White House. Those are the three chambers of government. The important question, though, is does a dictator really need to know all of the inner workings of government to tear it down and build it up as a socialist paradise? Because that's what she's trying to do. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but DiFi, Diane Feinstein of California, she's the one who actually got it right when she told that obnoxious group of snot-nosed kids deployed by even more obnoxious adults this. It's not a good resolution. So as you know, Trump said America will never become a socialist country. Not through the Green New Deal, not through anything else. But some places are actually on their way. Which brings me to our buddy Bill Maher. Bill Maher gave another rancid monologue, if you can believe it. And yet, it was actually the most unintentionally honest thing I've heard from a liberal since Joy Beha. Since she came out, remember, she said, Yeah, so what? So what if we lie? We just want to get Trump out of office. He articulated Bill Maher so clearly how much he and the Hollywood elites hate, hate the rest of the country. Now, I know they do, of course, because I'm from L.A., and so I know these people like the back of my hand. Now, they're not supposed to say these things in public because it blows their facade of being so open-minded and so tolerant. Well, Bill Maher did. Bill Maher laid out his contempt for Trump's America, the average American, and conservatives, proving just how out of touch Hollywood is. His speech argued that Amazon— Jeff Bezos's outlet should build their headquarters in Nebraska because that would help give the backwards people of Nebraska, that state, some much needed progress. It would give it a little more of that Marxist je ne sais quoi we see in places like California, where you have to download an app if you don't want to step in human crap on the sidewalk. The blue parts of America are having a big prosperity party while that big sea of red feels like their invitation got lost in the mail. And they still use the mail. <laughs> yeah, mail. Who the hell uses mail? Oh, yeah. Amazon uses mail. In fact, it's kind of their whole business, you know, mailing you stuff. And what is he talking about? The prosperity party. Democrats are the party of prosperity. I mean, have you seen New York? Have you seen the slums in Bronx and in Queens? And someone should tell him that his own state of California ranked dead last. In quality of life. 50th place. That's hard to do. Bill, that's what you're calling prosperity? Uh, there's only 50 states, which means that California is the worst place to live in the union. Now, I don't know. Might have something to do with that old poop in the streets thing. You have to download Snapcrap to avoid stepping in human poop. I'm not making this up. Download the app if you don't want to step in poop on your way to work. Now, who was first in quality of life? North Dakota was first in quality of life. Trump country was first. Now, California, they do have a big economy, but they're also headed towards a little bitty problem called insolvency, called bankruptcy. It's not sustainable there. But if we're, if we're going to go by the size of the state's economies, 
Red states are not exactly languishing while blue America thrives. Right behind California is big red Texas. In fact, half of the states in the top 10 biggest GDPs voted for Trump. <laughs> Prosperity. LA's homelessness surged a stunning 75% in the last six years, according to the LA Times. And in California right now, there is a typhus epidemic. We're not talking about a third world country. We are talking about California, typhus. They are trillions of dollars in debt. All of this despite being one of the highest tax states in the, in the nation with the highest income tax rates and the 10th highest sales tax. It's one of the most regulated states too. California is crushing people. But apparently when Joe Bob and Mary Lou from Nebraska hear all that, I'm sure they're dying to drop everything and get a piece of that pie. They want to be just like Bill Maher, apparently. The flyover states have become the passover states. That's why red state voters are so pissed off. They don't hate us. They want to be us. They want to go to the party. <laughs> he actually thinks this. He's so out of touch. And he's not just out of touch with most of America. He's just out of touch with reality. He thinks you are jealous of these clowns in California. He doesn't know that the rest of the country laughs at him, at him, not with him. And what makes it even funnier is his total lack of self-awareness. Red state voters are pissed off, says the so-called uh, comedian who, along with all the other late night hosts, hasn't made a real joke in years because they're also pissed off. They're, they've dropped their comedy routine to become angry anti-Trump commentators. Trump supporters are not angry. You want angry. If you want, here's angry. Look at Ellen Page. That's angry. Look at the Women's March, if you want angry. Look at the resistance. That's angry. That's pissed off. The ladies on The View are angry. Cory Booker, that's angry. Oh, I don't know. His, his, his is fake anger reserved for only when there's a camera on him. Because I doubt his twigs and berries diet that he does gives him enough energy to remain that angry all the time. But he's angry. Bill Maher is angry. Or may, maybe, not, maybe, maybe he's just not happy. Because comedians are known to be some of the most unhappy people, you know. Uh, and the, the money... Money does not make you happy. I'm sure Bill has some big house somewhere, probably Beverly Hills, maybe several homes. He's got nice cars. Doesn't have a family, though. 65 years old, never been married. Never had kids. Probably will die alone. The guy doesn't believe in God. He, he mocks people who do. And perhaps he'd be less hateful. Perhaps he'd be less angry if he had at least one of those things in his life. But he doesn't, and so he does not get it, which causes him to completely misunderstand the views of Americans who do value those things. I, I, what, whatever happened to whatever to liberals reflecting? Remember they were supposed to reflect, spend time trying to understand Trump voters after Trump so unexpectedly won? What happened? Well, they were supposed to reflect, and of course they never did. And the proof is right here in Bill Maher's monologue. He totally misunderstands people living in an America where family, faith, Freedom and a hard day's work are at the center of people's lives. He doesn't understand how they wouldn't want to live in his vapid and soulless America. In L.A., where glitzy stuff, material things, nice possessions and exclusive clubs are all you live for. And they serve as a substitute for true meaningfulness. Here's Bill with not even a, not even a hint of irony explaining that his vision of America, that vision, is totally awesomer than any of you Trump rednecks. There are two Americas, and it seems like one is where all the cool jobs are, 
where people drive Teslas and eat artisanal ice cream. We have orchestras and theater districts and world-class shopping. We have Chef Wolfgang Puck. They have Chef Boyardee. <laughs> those, those trash people. What animals eat food out of a can? You know, it's almost like, it's almost like he's playing a parody of himself. It is funny. He's just the only one who doesn't know that he's actually the joke. And by the way, you see that ice cream? You can, you cannot pay me to touch that neon green mess. And what was that? Was that kryptonite flavored? Or I don't know. It's L.A., so maybe seaweed flavored. All right. Americans in most of the country hate to break it to you, Bill. They don't really have dreams of coming to a Wolfgang Puck restaurant, spending 45 bucks for a pile of raw tuna on top of some potato chips. Call it a tartare, which, you know, that's what lets them get away with charging a fortune for it. But really, really, it's just a scoop of tuna. Didn't even bother to cook it with some chips. I'm sorry, but a home cooked meal from mom will be your chef any day of the week, Bill. Now, you mentioned cool jobs, Bill. What jobs are you talking about? The illegal immigrants you probably have mowing your lawn right now? Or the jobs, quote, many have left for low-tax states offering more jobs in California? I, I, thought, I thought everyone wanted to come to California. Why are people fleeing from California when they could be fulfilling their dreams to live the lifestyles everyone in middle America so badly craves when they see it on TV? Here's Bill Maher on that. They turn on the TV and all the shows take place in a few hip cities. There's no real housewives of Toledo or <laughs> CSI Lubbock. <laughs> there, are... there are no red carpets in Wyoming and no one ever asks you, who are you wearing? Because the answer is always Target. <laughs> Ugh, Target. And what do, what do people do without red carpets? What do people do without being asked, who are you wearing? That's everyone's dream. I mean, I got to be honest. I actually, I actually thought that was something actors were obligated to do because of a contract or something. I didn't know they liked it. I mean, especially the guys. They like doing that. No normal straight guy wants to go spin around on a carpet like a princess to talk about his outfit. I, what are you, sorry, coal miners, which Bill Maher also slammed in this video. Sorry, coal miners, you may never get the experience, the wonder of being asked, who are you wearing? Maher doesn't realize everyone at home is watching that and saying, this is so stupid. Why do they always ask that stupid question? But I guess, I guess we're just too uncivilized and too uncultured to understand why anyone would want to. He thinks people, he thinks people envy the housewives. Bill. Americans watch because the housewives are a mess. They're a joke. They're these awful, catty women with no values, no jobs. They married into money. They don't work and therefore only had one job. They had one job to be a homemaker, and they still managed to ruin their homes anyway. It's disbelief, not envy. No one wants to be the housewives except you, maybe. This all proves he has no clue who the average American is. He has no clue who you are. And it tells you everything you need to know about Hollywood types. They look up to the real housewives and they look down on hardworking American people in flyover country. No wonder California is such a mess, such a disaster with these Holly weirdos living there. But these guys are out to lunch. They are not tethered in reality in that state. 
and in if bringing an Amazon headquarters to Nebraska would turn the state into something that looks like that, I'm sure whatever Nebraskan towns who allegedly submitted proposals to have the company relocate in their area would be like, no, you can stay the hell out of Nebraska and we'll keep our farms. And remember, the White House Brief is also now available as a podcast. Search White House Brief in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Omni, Google Play, you name it. Subscribe, rate it, review it. We'd greatly appreciate it.